You better keep your head up, cause you're not alone. Bow down, say your prayer, and remain strong. Just open up, we are here, never lose hope. Never feel unworthy, cause we all belong. Welcome to the Worthy Podcast. Hello, and welcome back home. How are you doing? How does it feel to be back in this environment an environment where we talk about topics that no one wants to talk about if you're a new listener welcome to our home welcome come in come in welcome to our home we hope you are feeling well and you are ready to take in these topics that no one wants to talk about if you have not listened to episode one two and three quickly go and listen to those episodes so that you understand what we mean when we say we are talking about topics that no one wants to talk about. But before you go, I am your host, Mpo Tetla, and I am the person chosen to talk about these topics. Super grateful to be that person because I get to be impacted as much as everyone else. I get to be vulnerable as much as anyone else. I am also really shocked when I get the names of these topics as much as everyone else is always shocked. So I'm super grateful to be in this position. It feels amazing. Most importantly, because I know that God understands me or understands the type of person that I am. I do not like talking about things I have not participated in or things I have not experienced it feels weird nje ukuthi umuntu angakhuluma ngenta ngayazi. I cannot talk about a situation I have not experienced. I could not talk about being a parent until I was a parent. It's just that I cannot talk about being an adult without being an adult. I cannot talk about certain things ngingakazi qoki lesichathulu zaleso simo leso. So I'm grateful that God understands that I am that type of person. I need to understand what the thing is about. I need to experience it first. I need to have full-blown understanding of the situation or of the topic so that I am impacted as well. And I'm truly grateful to be that person. So, welcome to episode four called Stay In Your Lane. When I got this episode, I was like, God, are you saying we should mind our own business? (laughs) Because I got it or received it as being told mind your own business like stick to being the host of the podcast and i i got this when we published the name for the episode and when i was preparing for that episode god was like i'll give you all that you need but that's the wrong name you should stay in your lane that's the name that i gave you stay in your lane it does not have to be exciting it does not have to be an ouch name it does not have to be a wow name but it's what i want you to talk about i want you to talk about staying in your lane and obviously when i got this i was like okay now i'm about to go through it I went through you are Satan. I went through get away from me. I went through Satan is innocent. Now I'm about to go through stay in your lane. And I know it's not only about publishing the wrong name. I am about to go through it. Guess what? I went through it. (laughs) I went through it. I went through it and it was really hard. This was introduced to me as not only 
minding my own business, but also as obeying the rules of the race. And I was like, you know what, Tito? You cannot tell me to obey the rules of the race. Which race am I in? First of all, I am not an athlete. And I will not know what to say about athletes. I think in that moment, I forgot there was Google. (laughs) In that moment, I totally forgot there was Google. And I went on to school about the rules of the race. The rules that athletes have to obey. And I found out that athletes have to stay in their lanes. And if they do not stay in their lanes, they will get disqualified. And I was like, okay, so we live life on a step-by-step basis. So I cannot apply the rules of a long-distance race in my life. But I can apply the rules of a shorter-distance race in my life because we live life on a step-by-step basis curve to curve basis because we do not know exactly what's going to happen in the next minute in the next hour in the next day in the next week month year five years 10 years 20 years eternity we do not know what's going to happen so we live life on a step-to-step basis we live life in accordance to what we know in that particular situation i know i need to go and buy bread so i'm going to go and buy bread that's how life is is happening or is revolving for me i don't know about you but for me that's how things are happening and at the same time it also got to me uguti when athletes prepare to run a race or not necessarily prepare, but when they are in the race or about to run the race of life, no one starts the race hoping they will fail. No one starts the race hoping they get a a silver medal, a bronze medal, Everyone is in that race for their gold. In as much as we are all in this life for the enjoyment of it, we are all in this life for the softness of it. We are all in this life for for the success that it has in store for us, for the happiness that is in it, for the peace that is in it, for the joy that is in it, for the rest that is in it. We are in this life for everything good. Come on, for everything good that it has in store for us. No one, no one gets into the race of life with hope that they will be poor. No one gets into this race of life with hope that they will suffer. With hope that they will one day be depressed, that they will be anxious, that they will be or they will have problems, that they will have to deal with childhood traumas, that they will have to deal with situations in their lives. All that we want and hope for in life is the softness of it, is the enjoyment that it has. We all want to win. No one wants to lose. And because... The racers want to win the gold medal. They understand that they have to obey the rules of the track. They understand that they will have lanes pre-assigned to them. 
that they will need to run the race on. They understand that they cannot run in somebody else's lane. They understand that they're not supposed to obstruct the other racers. They're not supposed to gain an unfair advantage by running in the wrong lane. And if they do that, they will be disqualified. And I was like, okay, Tiko, you know, you guys know me by now. Me, I ask questions. I don't know why people think we cannot ask God questions. I am not questioning God. I am just looking for clarity. I just need clarity on certain things so that I better understand them. I was like, Ngozi, nikhlanganisa njan logu kwa athletes nimpilo yami. How does it relate to me? And when I asked that question, God said, number one, obey the rules. Like, okay, I understand the obey the rules part. But rules now. which rules am I supposed to follow? Who sets these rules? I understand that I am supposed to run in my own lane. That's the rule. I'm supposed to stay in my lane, mind my own business, focus on myself, focus on the race that I am running. And guys, I went through it. Yo, I went through it. Oh my goodness. So, let me tell you the story. So here I am in the financial situation that I am in. And things are looking bright. I can hear the rain. I can see the lights. The walls are not closing in. Come on, guys. It's soft. It's nice. I see the lights. I see the lights and I'm like, yes, God, I see you. Shut up. Right. And then he comes, this guy, you know, this guy and this girl called the Holy Spirit. Oh, my goodness. And then they're like, OK, now that you have this money, and give it to this specific person. Ah. No ways. I will not do that. You are not sure about what you are saying, God. Please go and <laughs> please go and rethink and come back to me. And I will also think and like when you come back, confirm in like two or three ways. Like you say in your word that when two or three agree. So give me two or three signs that agree so that I may be in the midst of those signs and obey. And I chose, oh my goodness, I chose not to obey. I was like, okay, I need to pay my tithe and I need to do things in this household and I have things coming up. So I need to plan for that and prepare for that. So I can't do that. And then I will think about it when you come back with your two or three signs confirming. change. And then I, I, I spoke to this person and I asked, okay, how much do you need? I don't, I don't even know why I was asking these questions, guys. I don't, I don't understand why I was asking these questions. And I asked, okay, how much do you need? And the amount that was stated after my question is the same amount that I was told to give. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's okay. I think now I got your confirmation from the amount I show you, but sadly for you and for me as well, because I did these things, you know, I did these things to ensure that Nagishap 
and I am in your right books because I had to tithe. And boom, things started booming. Yeah, when a business is flowing, customers, yeah, I want products. How? And the money went back to the amount that I was told to give. And I gave that money away. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I ended up obeying. I ended up obeying the rules of staying in my lane. But my main problem was, if I give this money away, what's going to happen to the things that I did not do that I need to do? I am working on a timeline. So at this moment, I do not know what the outcome will be. I obeyed and I still do not know what the outcome will be for the things that I need, for the things that I need to do. And the person was grateful and was like, ah, God, God loves you. In my heart, I was like, ah. But nonetheless, I was then taken on a journey. Was it a journey? I was taken on a series of thoughts about Paralympians and visually impaired athletes. Visually impaired athletes have guides. Number one, let's start here. Number one, visually impaired athletes cannot see the race because they're either totally blind or partially blind. So they cannot see the race. They have masks on. You see that one. That one. They have it covering their eyes during the race. And they have guides running the race with them. So number one, they cannot see. Either because they're totally blind or partially blind. Number two, they have to have guides running the race with them. Not in their ears um, telling them what to do. The guide has to run the race with the visually impaired person. And I found out that the guide has to be faster than the racer or has to be in the same pace or as fast as the racer. But even though the guide is faster than the racer, the guide has to run the race at the same pace that the runner is running at. The guide has to change their running style. Change their running style to fit the running style of the visually impaired racer. And the most important thing in the relationship that the racer has with their guide is trust. The racer has to trust their guide to run the race with them, to ensure that they stay in their lanes, to ensure that communication with them is effective, to ensure that they tell them that, okay, now we are reaching a curve. We are curving in this race. Now there's an obstacle you need to jump. Now we are close to the finishing line. The guide has to be in constant communication with the runner. And I felt like God was saying to me importantly, in this race called life, you are a visually impaired athlete. You are a blind runner. 
because you do not know what the next minute has for you. You do not know what the next second has for you. You do not know what next week has for you, what tomorrow has for you, what the next month has for you, what the next year has for you, what the next five, ten years has for you, what eternity has for you. The only person that can see what's next, the only person that can see the cave, the only person that can see the finishing line is the guide. And in this case, the guide is the Holy Spirit. And the person who has pre-assigned the lanes that we are going to run on or the lane that we are supposed to run in is God. So in this race called life, we are privileged enough that though we do not know what the next second has for us, though we do not know that we are about to approach a cave, we have the Holy Spirit in us who can tell us what's important you are now about to approach a curve so you need to change your speed you are now about to reach the finishing line so you need to change your body structure to ensure that you go in head first we have our guide who is a constant communicator with us and we have a god who has pre-assigned a lane in accordance to our abilities the person who pre-assigns the lane that runners are supposed to run on or run in pre-assigns those lanes in accordance to the abilities that the runner has. So we are privileged in this life that though we cannot see, though we do not know, the Holy Spirit is gracious enough and God is gracious enough to give us the Holy Spirit to be in constant communication with us what's next the visions that we have for our lives the goals that we have for ourselves that is the holy spirit speaking to us communicating to us that importantly this is what's next for you whoever you are listening to to this this is what's next for you you are setting these goals because of the vision that i have given you you are setting these goals because of the vision that I am telling you. Remember last time when we spoke about how the brain creates images and we see what the brain is telling us. We see the images that the brain has produced. So if God takes an image of something and places it in our brain and our brain produces it and that's how we get to see the earth. And that's how we get to perceive the things that are happening around us. And that's how we get this confidence. But I know because this is the dream that I have. This is the vision that I have. This is the goal that I have. We are visually impaired athletes in this race called life. Oh my goodness. I feel like I am visually impaired as I am reading through my notes and I cannot clearly see them. I'm not sure whether this is a glasses issue <laughs> or a matter of convenience, right? But that's how or what I felt God was saying to me, that we are visually impaired racers in this race. And I went on to look at the rules of this race because the first thing that God said was first of all you need to obey and I, I'm remembering that I listened to Lynn Richardson and she says first you need to know the rules 
of the game and then you need to play the game by the rules. And the first thing that God said in this case was, first of all, you need to obey the rules. And the first rule is you need to stay in your lane. The second rule is when you are a visually impaired athlete, you need to have a guide. You cannot take part in the race without a guide. You cannot take part in the race without someone constantly communicating to you on the track because if you decide to run the race without a guide you cannot run the race because you will obstruct other people in their own races you will not see what's going on you do not have an image of how the race is how it is conducted how the lanes are sorted you will not be able to stay in your own lane without a guide so you will not be able to stay in your own lane without the Holy Spirit constantly convicting you. You will not be able to stay in your own lane without the Holy Spirit constantly guiding you. So because we are visually impaired racers or athletes in this race called life, we need the Holy Spirit to be beside us. We need the Holy Spirit to be our guide so that we are eligible to take part in this race called life but because we are humans trying to be and we want to be in control number one of the type of lane that we run in we want to be in control of what's going to happen next we want to be in control of what's going to happen next week next year in the next five years we tend to disconnect from our guide we tend to think that we do not need our guide because we can do this ourselves. And we got this type of thinking in the beginning of time. We got it when we thought the rulership that God gave us over everything in the earth and the earth itself made us God. We think that because we are taking part in this race, we can be the person pre-assigning lanes for us. We think because we are the ones participating in this race on this earth or in this physical world, we are the ones in control of what happens and what does not happen. And I went back to read in Genesis and I realized that Utiko gave us rulership over everything. But he maintained authority over us. He said, rule over everything. Do what you want with the earth. I am giving you the authority to do that. But he did not. He did not say rule yourselves. He did not say you have authority over yourselves. He maintained authority to himself as the creator. He maintained authority to himself as God so that he can remain as God. But because we were told that we are made in the image of God, we think we are God. Because we were told that we are the same person as the person pre-assigning the lanes, we think we can pre-assign our lanes. Because we were told that our guide runs at the same pace that we run in, we think we can outrun our guides. It's like saying... The reflection of myself that I see in the mirror 
wants to be me. It no longer wants to be a reflection. It wants to be me. It wants to live my life. That's who we try to be when we want to be in control of our lives. We want to move from being image bearers of God, the ones carrying the image of God, and now we want to be God. We are blind. We cannot see. We are running the race of life. But you know what? Because I have things to do. I do not know what tomorrow has in store for me. And I do not want to be anxious about it. So I'm not going to obey the rule. I will control this situation. Because when Umpo Entle is not in control, the situation is going to get out of control. Not realizing that when Umpo Entle is in control, already things are out of control. And it's a heavy lesson to learn. It reminds me of a prayer I once made. You know me. You know me. <laughs> but very ambitious. I am very ambitious. I remember the prayer that I once made to God that I cannot stand not knowing what the outcome is. I cannot stand not knowing what the next second and the next minute has in store for me. So it's like, okay, Nkosi, because when we should ask and we will receive, please. Save me from the anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen. Just tell me what's going to happen in detail. And at the same time in that prayer, I was still the one that said, but if you tell me everything in detail, what will then be the use for faith? Why will I need to have faith and to trust in you? Because I know exactly what's going to happen. So I would not need to have faith in that moment in my life because I know what's exactly going to happen. So I answered myself in that prayer. Very embarrassing. Me being reminded of that prayer was relevant to this because if we know what's going to happen in the race, what is the use for faith? What is the use for us to trust in our guide? We would not need the guide to run the race with us. We would not need the guide to, to be in constant communication with us if we knew what was going to happen next. If we knew that a curve was coming. If we knew how close we were to the finishing line. We would not need faith. If I got into the race knowing very well that I am going to win it, I would not need faith. If I gave away my money, knowing very well that tomorrow I will have 10,000 rents in my account, I would not have faith. I am currently in a position of having faith in God because I do not know what he has in store for me. Isaiah 45, I think verse 2 says, God has gone before us. And Lutico has gone before you. And I need to understand that because he has gone before me, he sees better because in this case, I am visually impaired because I have not went through all eternity. So I need to trust God, the person who has pre-assigned this lane for me, that I have the abilities to win this race because of the lane that I am in. And I need to trust my guide that whatever happens, I will get to the finishing line. That whatever happens, I will not be harmed by this track. That whatever happens, I will run this race successfully. But when I am in control... Of this race, I disconnect 
from my guide and being disconnected from my guide does not only disqualify me from the race because I need the guide to run the race, but it delays me from actually winning the race. It delays me from enjoying the softness that life has. It delays me from enjoying the blessings that life has. It delays me from experiencing what no eye has seen, no ear has heard and no mind has imagined. It delays me from experiencing what it means to say God works all things for the good of those that obey him. I know it says that love him, but I'm going to specifically use the Poenta Vision version that says for all those that obey him. Who is in your ear? I just need to ask you this question. Who is in your ear right now? Who is in constant communication with you? Who is telling you how to run the race called life? Who is guiding you in this race? Who is telling you whether you are close to the finishing line or not? But most importantly, are you obeying the rules of the race? Or you are looking at someone and thinking you have the same abilities as them because you are in the same race? So you are comparing yourself to them? Now you are envious. Now you are jealous. Now you are feeling all the things that you are feeling. You are no longer at peace. Now you are anxious because you think you might lose the race because you think you deserve to be in lane number one and you are in lane eight. And this was the wrong lane and you want to be in that lane because she or he seems more successful than you are. Who is in your ear? I discovered while preparing for this episode that the rule that. In order to be able to stay in my lane, number one, potentially you need to obey the rules. Number two, you need to hear your guide speaking to you. Number three, you need to be able to trust your guide because when you trust your guide, you have faith that your desired outcome will occur. So to stay in your lane, number one, you need to obey the rules which is to stay in your lane and to have a guide called the Holy Spirit. Number two, you need to have the ability to hear your guide. Number three, you need to have the ability to trust in your guide and have faith that your desired outcome will take place. It starts with being obedient because when I googled for the meaning of obedience it said literally to listen to or to pay attention so number one in order to even obey the rules number one you need to hear about the rules you need to hear your guide saying the rule is you need to stay in your lane number two you need to hear your guide speak to you So you need to be connected to your guide because if you are not connected to your guide, you will not hear your guide speak. And then when you have followed the rules, heard your guide speak or are hearing your guide speak to you, you are able to trust in your guide and have faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you cannot have faith without hearing and you cannot obey without hearing. So you need to hear before you obey and you need to hear before you have faith. 
So you need to hear, obey, have faith. And you will get to enjoy the softness that life has in store for us. So I asked another question. Further explain. I love making people elaborate. So I asked the question like, please further elaborate God what you are saying to me. Yeah, I'm like, please further elaborate what you are saying. I'm kidding. I learned English home language. Just, I'm just saying. So I know, I know what I'm talking about, guys. And I said, God, please just elaborate what you mean further about staying in our lanes. And God said, number one, understand that you are, you are the racer and not the guide. Number two, understand that you are a racer and not the person that pre-assigns the lanes. Number three, understand that you are creation, not the creator. Understand that you are my image, not me. Understand that I gave you authority to rule over the earth and everything in it, but you are not a ruler of self because in this race, you are blind. In this race, you require faith. In this race, you require trust. And if you are able to obey me, I am able to bless you. I can only bless you in accordance to how much you obey me. Because if you are not obeying me, it means you are not hearing me. And if you are not hearing me, it means you are not having faith in me. And if you are not having faith in me, it means you are in control. And when you are in control, importantly, I cannot take control by force. You need to give me control over the race willingly so that we may be able to guide you step by step on what's happening. For the steps of a righteous man are guided by God. And this is what God personally said to me. He said, I know you are stuck, but if you continue to move as if you cannot hear me, I cannot walk with you. If you continue to move as if you cannot hear me, I cannot bless you. If you continue to move as if you cannot hear me, I cannot walk alongside you. I can only work with what you give me control over. Your obedience, your ability to hear determines how I will work in your life. The most important factor, guys, the guide runs the race with us. The guide is not only watching the race, but the guide is running the race. And that's exactly what God wants. God wants to run this race called life with us. But we do not want to let go of control. And us not wanting to let go of control as muzwa. And uma singa muzwa, it means we are disconnected from our guides. And we keep on running on the track field or on the track in circles. Asizazi ugutisiyabi because we are not hearing. We are not connected to our guide. And lastly, just to put it in point form, it's like, okay, God, I need to know the benefits of staying in my lane. And the first benefit God told me is the first benefit is when you let go of control, 
I am able to be God in your life. The second benefit is anxiety has no place in your life because your trust is in me. You are anxious because you do not know what the outcome is and you want to control the outcome. But when your trust and understanding is leaning on me, the benefit is you will not be anxious, but you will be at peace and at rest. And when you are at peace and at rest, that opens doors for more blessings to flow in your life. And he said, you will now be able to experience what it means that I work all things for your good. You will understand what it means when I say that no eye has seen. You will understand what I mean when I say I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask for. According to your power, according to the power that worketh in you, my power that works in you, my power cannot work in you when you have total control of every situation. And I'm not sure if this one I was given to by God, but I got this amazing revelation that the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And it also says, give and it shall also be given back unto you. So ask and you shall receive only if you give all control to God. With that said, I hope like me that you will take the first step to obedience. I hope like me that you will reconnect yourself to your guide. I hope like me that you will seek to hear God and your guide better. I hope like me you will realize that in order to get through this race called life, we need to have God beside us. We need to have the Holy Spirit as our guide because in this race, we are blind. And I hope this impacts you as much as it has impacted me. As such, remember to follow us on Instagram at Worthy Podcast. Remember to follow, like, subscribe, rate us, leave your review so we know what you want from us and where you want us to, to improve. Or you can just DM us your suggestions. But most importantly, what you are supposed to know in this satanic and worthy season is though you are being satanic and not staying in your own lane, you are worthy of God's love because he still wants to be your guide. You are not disqualified from your assignment. You are just delayed. And today... Have the ability to say, I shall no longer be delayed by my disobedience of not staying in my own lane. I will no longer suffer emotionally and mentally by trying to be in control over things that God can take control over. Who would not want the God who has power over everything to take over their situations? so weird to be human but most importantly as you leave your review as you rate us and as you follow us on instagram at worthy podcast and as you like follow and subscribe and share this episode with others as usual let us end this episode with an awesome word of prayer
Today, this is how I want us to do it. I want you to place your left hand practically, practically. Put your phone down. Put everything you're busy with down. Take your hand and place it on your heart. And say what I say. Say, God, I repent. I was disconnected from you and I repent from that. Reconnect me to you, Lord God Almighty. Reconnect me to the Holy Spirit. Open my ears so I may hear. Open my ears so I may obey. Open my ears so I may continue to have faith. From today, I will obey. I will have faith. I will hear and I let go of all control. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Holy Spirit, continue to do all things with all decency and order. Do it for the Lordship of Christ and the glory of the Almighty God. So that when Christ increases, the control that I have decreases. So that when Christ increases, me not hearing decreases. So that when Christ increases, my disobedience decreases. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Take a visit. You just have to open up and we will always listen. Listening to your story is our only mission.